This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. Plenty to talk about. Coming up, we obviously go through AJ versus Klitschko with a little musical interlude. For me, he needed a knockout and boy, man, he yeah. found... That uppercut from hell. It came from... In round 11, that was just unreal. As well as the big fight Saturday night, we picked up our first accolade. And boy, did we celebrate. I'm greeted. There's pizza boxes all over the room. (laughs) All over the room, yeah? Cans of Fosters. There's cans everywhere. Mike, to to be fair to young Mike, he can hold his ale. He's just sat there. He's dressed normally as young Mike. He's waiting for me. He's sat on the end of his bed. He's like going, Hi, mate, how are you? Yeah, 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 sound. I looks across at Nick's bed. (laughs) Right, he's got his boxes on, and his shirt's half undone. He's got he has got the trophy on his crotch, and he's just looking at me, going, "Mate, we won!" And I went, "What the fuck is going on?" And in a world exclusive, we've got that USB stick. Hello, it is Vladimir. I have big prediction for drama show on Saturday night. In London. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome to episode 97 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Hang on a minute. Welcome to episode 97 of the award winning Fight Disciples Campione, podcast. Campione, the one and only. We've got quite a lot to get through uh, on today's show, including telling you about our epic night on Saturday night. Not only were we at Wembley, but we were also at an award ceremony where we picked up uh, best sports podcast at the British podcast awards there's a few tales to tell of which we are going to be getting through uh, throughout the course of it so you you could if this is the first time you've ever stumbled across us you're going to think these lads fucking love a bit of self-praise don't they you know what i mean <laughs> all they do is brag about themselves it's because today isn't just necessarily about bragging about winning that award i'm going to start the show with a bit of a humble brag as well um now if you were listening to our epic week last week where we released five different shows all building up towards aj klitschko there were some predictions in there, Nicky boy, weren't there? There was, yeah. There were some predictions. Of all the things to start with, we right. start with your prediction. Yeah, I'm not interested in talking about winning an award. I want to just, uh, for, the, for the people that come here on a week-to-week basis that love fight sports, they want us to get it right. They want us to make big predictions and they want us to make those big predictions my, and get My them prediction right. was looking good at one point. Yeah, it was. My prediction between seven and nine, the eighth round finish for Klitschko, it yeah. looked like it was on the money. That's right. However, um, for those that missed Friday's show, just let's take a little bit of a dream sequence here. I'm going to put some lovely production in here to make it sound all hyper and dreamy that we've gone off to a we've changed to gone off to a lovely uh, faraway land just to reminisce this was last Friday this is what I had to say you're going Klitschko knockout eight yeah uh, you know, I, I've kind of I've I've said it early in the week and again let me just reiterate I hope I hope I'm completely wrong. I hope AJ gets the job done inside the first three or four rounds. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I agree with everybody else. That's when he's going to be at his most, his most dangerous. Um, Joe, Joe, are you ready goes. for mine? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna commit then to to Klitschko in eight. Klitschko KO eight. Yeah. 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 Here's mine. Joshua off the canvas to win. Wow. You cannot get clearer than that, baby. Nailed it, mate. Off Absolutely the canvas to win. It. Off the canvas to win. What a performance. Mm. What a performance. What a night. Obviously, we'll come to our own personal accolades Can I just interrupt on, you there, by the way? Bet365 were doing that at 20 to 1, off the canvas to win. Were they, yeah? Mm. And you didn't do it? Like a knob, didn't put it on. See, I put a tenner on Klitschko, 7 to 9. I got 12 to 1, and I was thinking, okay, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that all day, yeah. Mm. When he was Obviously, when he was rocking, I was thinking, I'm in the money here. Mm. Cashed in. I can't believe you didn't even put some money on no, your own prediction for a fight of this size no. as well. If anybody took my advice last week and cashed in and, and made a few quid, get in contact with the show, man. At Fight Disciples, but mainly on Twitter. Twitter will be the easiest way to get us, right? At Fight Disciples, uh, let us know whether you, uh, you, you cashed in on that. The fight itself... Wow, that, that's it. I mean, what else can you say about it? Unbelievable, it was, unbelievable. It was One of them, unreal. An absolute breakthrough moment for not only boxing, but in particular heavyweight boxing. You know, and heavyweight boxing has been is such a sleeping giant in world sports. You know, let's go back to the, 
you know, the the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, probably even early into the early 80s, being the heavyweight champion of the world Mentally. basically meant you were the biggest star on the yeah. planet. You were the biggest sports star on the planet. And over the last 20, 30 years, that title has kind of diminished somehow. You know, it's no longer what it's all about. We've seen heavyweight champions that don't particularly look like we want to see the world's greatest athlete look. You've got performances that are drab. You've got performances that are switching off the mainstream fan base, if you like. It was only real hardcore, real hardcore fans like us. We could appreciate what the Klitschko's have just done for the last 10 years. You can appreciate this, the, the class that goes into dominating fights and dominating an era like yeah. they have. However, even Saturday night, that was my favourite Klitschko fight. Yeah, that was, was my favourite Klitschko performance. Was. He, was, he, he, he looked what, maybe even 20 years younger than he actually was yeah. at 41 years of age. He was on his toes, he was dancing around. Nobody, nobody expected Vladimir Klitschko to float like a butterfly. And that's exactly what he did yeah. for the best part of ten and a half rounds. I've made three conclusions, right, from the fight. Okay. We'll go um, to point number one, first of all. AJ is the real deal. 100%. All the questions that we 100%. ever had about AJ have been answered in ten and a half rounds. But listen, and, and he needed to do it. Listen, this is a guy that went into this fight with who was completely untested. Yes, he was a world champion, but he hadn't beat anybody that anybody really judged as being a true world champion. You know, he, he beat a, a paper champion. He defended against guys with unbeaten records, but guys that were really untested. Yeah. This was his moment. This was the moment to go, you know what? I'm just beating what's put in front of me. And the next guy's Klitschko. No one can argue this guy's one of the greatest boxers of this generation in the heavyweight division. Watch this. And that's exactly what... And to do it... See, I think if AJ would have blown him away in four rounds... Mm. He wouldn't have got the accolades. No, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't have got the respect. People would have gone, oh, well, he's washed up. He's 41 years of age. If he'd have won on points, yeah, yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong, it was an amazing fight. So even a point to him would have been immense. But to do it the way he did, to climb up off the floor, to be in a bad way, to have four, three Mate, or four rounds, you think Balboa. he's gone? It was Rocky he's Balboa. Gone. That's what he did. He lived out Rocky Balboa. That's what he did. It was just... Get up! Absolutely. Get up, get up, you bum! Mickey loves you. Mickey, that was Eddie in. Eddie loves you. Get up, you bum! Think of the billion dollars. Get up, get up! It was unbelievable. Mate, when he when he dropped him in the sixth, like don't forget, AJ put Klitschko down in the fifth, and you're thinking, here we go. And AJ looks like you know he's, he's, he's he looks like he'd won the fight. He's celebrating. Klitschko, come on strong. Klitschko wins that, that round. round. Yeah, yeah. He gets knocked out. For me, I'm, I'm, people will be screaming, going, what are you talking about? You're talking bollocks. The fifth round, when Klitschko goes down, for the next two minutes of that round, Klitschko puts manners on AJ because he spent all his energy celebrating. He thinks he's won the fight. Yeah. And for me, you can't score that at 10-8 round. It's no. impossible to score it at 10-8 round. At the, at the, you've got to do at least a 9-9 yeah. because Klitschko wins the next two minutes of that round. It was... Um, t- so to do that... And, and then, then get knocked down in the next get round. knocked down. Like that Klitschko shot that big right hand in the sixth. It, it was, was just like, oh, good night. Because AJ didn't take a, in, take a knee. He went down like he was, his legs buckled. Well, that's what legs. I mean. That's when Eddie Ayn's shouting, think about I the billion. Like, Get your ass up. shit. What do we do now? Like, we're, what's going to happen now? And it, the, they just kind of a pin dropped across the whole of the UK because everyone just kind of went, oh, no. Mm. This is like worst case scenario. But that was the moment. Exactly. The Rocky music kicked in. <laughs> Mate. Get up! Now, to be fair... Get up! To be fair... Klitschko's corner. Stay down! Stay down! It was that so, moment. That's in six, yeah? Seven, eight, nine. Ugh. He gets battered. Klitschko. Pure Klitschko, Klitschko rounds. Him. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Big time. And you're just like... At that point, we're just praying. Like, come on, sec- we need a second wind. Yeah. AJ needs his second wind. Desperately, he was out of the fight. He was way behind on the scorecards. By well, that point. officially, officially, he wasn't at the time. Crazy. Of the sto- at the time of the stoppage, the official line is is that one judge had Klitschko two up. Yeah. Um, one judge had AJ two up. One judge had AJ three up. That no was the affi- at ten and a half rounds when it all finished. That is where they currently had it scored at. I didn't see it like that. I, I was obviously at Wembley and I was it in the arena. It wasn't like that. That's why it wasn't like that. Well, I saw it at the time. Maybe I was getting carried away with emotion. I'm surrounded by AJ fans all over the place. There's 90,000 people screaming for AJ. That's the only thing that they turned up for. And I had it at the time of the knockout, a draw. That's where I had it at. At the night. Yeah. I've since watched it back. And I've got to agree with the guy that had Klitschko 2 up. And that's where I saw it because um, 
Klitschko came out early. I thought he dominated nice and early. He looked light on his feet. He was yeah. keeping at the end Took of the Took AJ a couple of rounds just to settle down. AJ, of course, comes out then and thinks, I've had enough of this. I need to do something. And he puts his foot down and knocks him down in the fifth. But for me, he still loses that round. He loses mm-hmm. the next round. Uh, lost 10, the next eight. three. He lost the next three. Round 10, he comes out and he looks like he's caught his second wind. He wins that one. Maybe I've been a little bit um, easy on yeah. AJ saying that he was only two down at that particular point. For me, he needed a knockout. And boy, man, he yeah. found that uppercut from hell. It that came from, just in round 11, phenomenal. that was just unreal. And it was like, was phenomenal. it was like, he kind of knew it as well. It was like somebody might have said to him, listen, mate, we're going to need a knockout here. And he was just willing to roll the dice. He was yeah. willing to go all in. He was willing to put all his chips. His mortgage was going on the on the table and saying, well, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going for it. Go I'm, for the finish. I'm going for it. And, and let's be honest, if he doesn't pull it off, Klitschko would have sorted him out over yeah. the next one and a half rounds that remained because he'd gone. He, he His energy is totally gone. Yeah, yeah. He just went for it because he caught him right at the beginning of the 11th round, hit Klitschko bad, and you could see then AJ was like, fuck this, I'm getting him out of here. Like, whatever happens now, either he's going, either he's getting carried out or I'm getting carried out Fair because I, I ain't backing off now. And that's what made that moment so much more special. That's what's made Anthony Joshua the biggest sports star on the planet today. How good is the point that he did finish it? Because the last thing that we wanted to be doing after that epic fight that we saw, yeah, both to be sat here going, yeah, yeah. As if arguing over scorecards. You know what I mean? Somebody's got a brown envelope. But you know what? We don't that want to be talking like that, do we? That would have been the worst thing that could possibly happen to boxing because everybody and his dog watched that fight on Saturday. Everybody, as you know, I was on talk talk radio yeah, yeah. On, on Monday morning, speaking to the hosts on talk radio. A news Breakfast, program, a news, a news program. We'd never cover sport, no sports, but yet they were chatting about it. And the host of that, she's saying, "I hate boxing and never watch boxing," but I was completely engrossed. Everybody in my house was watching it. We had a few glasses of wine. Everyone was just like completely transfixed by this amazing fight. Now, if that fight had gone a distance and Klitschko would have won them last two rounds or whatever, and they'd gone a distance and AJ won by a mile, and everyone in the room's going, wait a minute, Klitschko dominated, AJ was on the floor, and I I don't agree that he won it by six. It would have been like, oh, well, typical boxing, typical politics in boxing. Fucking cheated. You can't trust boxing, and that's why we don't watch it every week. But instead... AJ pulls off that sensational Rocky movie script style finish and everyone comes away going, oh my God, wasn't that amazing? Give me another one. There was no trash talking. Yeah. They were both gentlemen. Klitschko, of course, because he is an absolute gentleman, takes it like a champion. Credits Anthony Joshua for his performance. It was everything that can be perfect about boxing kind of happened on that night. It was just, it was unbelievable. The ultimate advert for the sport. So if AJ's the real deal, point number one, yes. number two, Klitschko still got it. 100%. Don't retire, mate. Don't no fuck way. off. Don't go anywhere. Because no. everybody was telling me that he was washed up. He's not washed up. He no. was unbelievable. And... Without that uppercut from hell, he pulls it off. He becomes yeah, yeah. he becomes the unified champion of the world. Yeah, and uh, in my opinion, yes, and uh, it it, it kind of makes you look back at to what Fury did to him. Well, that was point even three. more interesting well, because he my, just bamboozled. My, my, my point number three is Tyson Fury doesn't get enough credit for schooling Klitschko in yeah, his own yeah. backyard the way that he did. That yeah. was point number three. The three learns that I come away from it. AJ the real deal. Klitschko's not washed up, and Tyson Fury didn't get enough credit. Yeah, big time, yeah. And listen, I think they'll go away now, Klitschko. They're, they're, they're going to be in no rush because he's probably counting that 15, 20 million, whatever they both made <laughs> out of that fight. Um, but I think they'll go away. They'll watch the tape back and they'll know that Vladimir was winning that fight. Forget what the judges were saying. They'll know Vladimir was winning the fight and they'll think, you know what? You still got Let's it, go son. again. Let's go again with, with because there's a lot of money on the tape. Listen, if they made 15 million each for that fight, how much do they make for the next one? Because, you know, we, we were talking about the fact that it was on Showtime and HBO and obviously Sky Sports, everything else. But mm. listen, everybody and his dog seemed to watch this fight. Well, everybody who hasn't got a dog will watch the next one as well. <laughs> <laughs> because of the manner of, of that performance. Does that performance, does the AJ performance um, frighten other heavyweights or do they lick their lips at, 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 the, at the prospect of fighting AJ? Um, well, they lick the lips because nobody else on the planet is selling 90,000 tickets in their backyard and having TV crews from all over the world. Mm. They also the fact that Listen, AJ's a baby. He's got 10 years of this left. We've got 10 years of this kid to follow, to celebrate, to enjoy. You know, he's got a fight in Las Vegas. It's got. Well, I think Klitschko 2 goes to Vegas. I think Klitschko 2 goes to Vegas. Probably, you know, 
maybe in December, maybe at the end of this year, we see Klitschko 2 in Vegas because I think a fight with Fury's got to happen into the, in the UK. I think it's got to happen back at Wembley. And it's not next. It's definitely not next now because Tyson's I think you're the talking 18 months fucking, to... Tyson's the side of a fucking bus. Yeah, you're talking 18 months to two years away from Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah. I think Tyson next summer is realistic. Yeah. So you're looking at, you know, potentially Klitschko end of the year in Vegas. If not Klitschko, I'd like I'd probably fancy Deontay Wilder. And then Does he need to go to Vegas though? He does because Why? Because, because this is where it's at. He's the heavyweight champ. He's from UK. He's yeah. just sold at ninety thousand at Wembley. All they came here, man. Why does yeah. he need to go there? Because traditionally, the, that old school mentality was, listen, you need to go. Like we speak to Barry McGuigan all the time. Yeah, if yeah. you want to be in the Hall of Fame, you've got to go and make it in uh, America. You've got to go and do it in yeah. Vegas. You've got to go and do it in New York. Edge's not done that as of yet. Yeah. But does he need to? He's the man you, like we've, we're telling him now, this this guy is the best sportsman on the planet right this moment in time. Why have we got to go to their backyard? You come here, son, if you want a piece of this pie. For the exact same reason why Conor McGregor is the biggest, you know, the biggest pay-per-view star in, this, in the world right now. And that's because he cracked America. You've got to go and do the talk shows. If you want to unlock, if he wants to become a billionaire, he ain't going to fucking do it fighting at Wembley That's Arena a fair point. in front of 90,000 people live on Sky Sports box office. I'm sorry, it's just not happening. You've got to go to America. You've got to break America. You've got to fight in Madison Square Garden. You've got to fight in Las Vegas. And you know what? On a on a on From an achievement level, AJ will want to do that as well. He will want to see his lights up in Vegas. He will want to fight in Madison Square Garden where Muhammad Ali fought. Mm. And, you know, he will want to tread the boards where the greats have tread the boards and become and really confirm his own legacy. What he did at Wembley is sensational, and and I think if he fights three times, two or three times a year, which is probably the most we can hope for, he could sell out ninety thousand at Wembley every time. But that's not the point, you know. To to really unlock the billion dollars, he's got to go abroad. Listen, they were even going bonkers in Africa, you know, yeah, Nigeria, yeah. Or whatever it was. A fight in Nigeria would be absolutely immense. The Middle East, you know, as there's we know, money in there's China, more money there than sense in Asia. Yeah, then in parts of China, obviously in Macau, there's crazy money available there. I think he needs to go on a world tour. Listen, Tyson did it with when he fought in Japan and everything else. To really unlock the billions, you've got to kind of chase the money and chase the legacy fights. But for me, I'm calling it now. Klitschko two. That's next. Las Vegas. That's what you want next. Yes, that's next. And then. Uh, either Deontay Wilder in the spring and Fury in the late summer, early autumn, or if Fury can prove himself and get back in shape and, and you know and, and and make it credible, then Fury this time next year at, at Wembley. I think from a boxing purist point of view, I would like to see AJ go and do it in somebody else's backyard. Yeah. You know, I'd like him to go to America or even Ge- what Germany or whatever. Just yeah. go and do it somewhere else. Yeah. He ain't, no, go, he ain't going to Germany. No, he ain't going to Germany. Listen, there's no questions anymore. He's answered the questions for me. 100%. But just for those that maybe would like to throw a little bit of a spanner in the works, let's go abroad. Let's go and see if you yeah. can do it when there's not 90,000 of you around. But then AJ it. doesn't get up at five o'clock in the morning to go running or when he first, you know, he started boxing about 10 years ago, didn't he? Nine years ago. He wasn't punching the bags as an amateur, dreaming about winning. Uh, the world title and then defending it in fucking Munich. It just wasn't happening. He was dreaming of becoming the world heavyweight champion, fighting in Las Vegas, fighting in Madison Square Garden, fighting in these incredible locations. He wasn't thinking about going to Germany and doing it. He just wasn't. I, I just can't yeah, see yeah, him yeah. going to Germany. If he'd have lost the Klitschko and the rematch was then, then obviously he goes to Germany. But for me, it's got to go to Vegas. The, the Klitschko's, it's got to go over to America now. Or Madison Square Garden, potentially. But you listen, for real money, for the crazy money, for the crazy American pay-per-view dollars, and that's where he is now. Showtime and HBO both covered the fight for fuck's sake. It's only happened two, twice previously. It's phenomenal. The American home audience now will be chomping at the bit for him. They'll be fighting over each other. Look what they've just done with Conor McGregor. They've turned Conor McGregor into an absolute superstar. Now, I know Anthony Joshua is a completely different personality. But as I said at the start of the show... We want the world heavyweight champion to look like a fucking Adonis. We want him to look like a god. And that's what Anthony Joshua looks like. Mm. He looks like he's carved out of stone. That's what we want. That's what every sportsman on the planet wants to look towards and go, wow, he's the man. And we've got him now. If Arnold Schwarzenegger turns up to your fight... Yeah, man. Exactly. You're the boy, aren't you? And backs you up. Even even Arnold is calling for the rematch. Terminator's in there going, yeah, he's my boy. Yeah, exactly. You see uh, Dr. Dre did a little video for him. Yeah, yeah. And Elton John did a video for him and all that. It's like, mint. Unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's, It's going to be one heck of a ride, and I think that we shouldn't be taking it too much for granted. I think if you've just... On Friday, we were talking about um, those heavyweight events, weren't we, that changed our lives and maybe yeah. got us into the world of boxing. You were talking about Holyfield Bo, I was yeah. talking about Bruno Tyson, staying up in the middle of the night to watch Bruno yeah. try and That's attempt... a kid. Absolutely, absolutely. 
I I would l- love to be seven, eight years of age right now, and your mum, your dad, or whatever has put Wouldn't the have been fight. your mum, but your dad. But your dad put the fight on. Yeah, but your dad <laughs> put gone, the fight on. Can, he said, listen, you can stay up and you well, can watch you, this. You didn't even have to stay up because it was fucking not at 10 o'clock. So it wasn't even like, a, you know, it wasn't like when we were kids and your dad let you stay up till three in the morning mm. against your mum's better protests. This was like, you know, can stay up an extra couple of hours tonight, son, because you're going to have to And imagine this. watching that as your first fight, your proper first fight. But then seeing, fight. you know, if you were the father and then seeing the way Klitschko reacted and seeing the way, you oh. know, how professional it was and how unbelievable and what an advert it was. If you, as you say, if you're eight or nine years of age and you were able to stay up on Saturday and your dad let you watch that, first of all, clap for dad. Great parenting. Love it. But secondly, that kid has watched that. Boy or girl has watched that and gone, I'm in. I want to do this. I'm in. I want a piece of this, or I want to love boxing. Be a this part of it in now. some way, shape, or form. Yeah, this is me. Yeah, real men, not not you know, girls in the Premier League diving on the floor when a coin hits them on the head, or whatever it may be, or someone throwing a, a coin throwing on the a shoulder head, challenge. A coin, a coin on the head. Eh? Yeah, you know, someone You're throwing about a, just a dive, throwing a shoulder challenge, or diving in the penalty area. This is real men, real sport, and as you say, hopefully, not just in not just in the UK as well, because it was screened all over the world. But kids all over the world will watch that and gone, wow. I mean, boxing. That's it. I love it. Do not take it for granted. The, no, no. As we 100%. were trying to allude to on Friday's show, these events come around every now and again. I mean, we picked out five from the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Those five that captured the imagination that the whole world were going, what's all this about, you know? This is was one of those moments. Of course, he sells out. He gets 90,000 in uh, Wembley. But as we've just been talking about, all around the world were watching this. Two major American broadcasters were, were broadcasting this. This, is, this, in effect, was a one-off. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happens now... It was like a Rocky movie. Yeah, whatever happens now is, is a bonus, and it's going to be an unbelievable journey that hopefully AJ can take us on. Yeah. Him winning in the manner that he won at the weekend is fantastic for British boxing. Don't take it for granted. Lap it up, because hopefully now... We, I mean, we're blessed, because in May we've got Errol Spence and uh, Kel Brook. We've got these fights coming to our shows in these stadiums. Go to them, enjoy them, because in five, ten years' time, might not be like that. Yeah, it might be back over in the States. It, it, it it's works cyclical. in cycles. Yeah, of course exactly, it is. Course. They go all over the world. So this is our moment right now. Jump all over it. Enjoy it. Be a part of it. Yeah. Celebrate it. Don't be going, oh, bloody. I mean, Eddie Hearn got booed. Did you see that? No. His interview on TV. And I know that he's um, he, he divides opinion, does Eddie? But let's be let's be dead dead honest about it. That's right? his hometown, though. How can he get booed? In I know. Like I you know. come to Liverpool and you got you got a cheer because he even said, didn't he? Yeah. I don't usually get cheers. Thanks. Klitschko got cheered. AJ got obviously a ridiculous cheer. Then they put the camera on Eddie Earn and he's like, going, Ugh. <laughs> "Don't interview me because I'm getting booed like mad." But let's be honest, right? Five, ten, five, six years ago, boxing in this country was on its ass. Yeah, yeah. People weren't investing in it. None of the broadcasters were investing in it. Um, Eddie Hearn, yes, he saw an opportunity to make a few quid to maybe do a deal with Sky where therefore he took the monopoly on British boxing. And, okay, he's making a few quid out of it and he's doing quite well. But for us as consumers, if he wouldn't have done that, yeah. where would we be right now? Yeah, potentially. Where yeah. would it be? Potentially. Now, you've always got to thank uh, certainly Adam Smith and all the team at Sky, what they've done for the sport, you know. But, you know, the all, all you also need to remember that you know, two or three Olympic Games ago, we finally got sports lottery funding for the GB amateur team. So we finally started to see some real results, you know. And if we're going to credit Sky, we've got to credit every amateur boxing club in this country. Of course. That have taken these pennies off sports lottery funding, that have developed these fighters. And every coach that doesn't even receive a penny, all everyone has contributed to where AJ is. Now, if you're involved in amateur boxing, and it may just be a local amateur club in some town backwater of the UK somewhere and you may not have even had a schoolboy champion never mind an ABA champion the fact that you're boxing you're teaching kids and they're competing in tournaments so they're raising the level of the next gym and they're raising the level of the next gym and it's we've everyone has contributed to this together so the, the success of the amateur sport Eddie kind of timed that perfectly as getting the, the monopoly with Sky it was also the perfect time to go well I'm the only guy for the Olympians to turn over with because I'm the only one with, with, with the platform. B- big TV coverage exactly yet. so it was kind of like the perfect storm if you like but listen I think everyone as I say everyone involved in boxing should pat themselves on the back for where AJ is now and the fact that the UK is the centre of the boxing universe thanks because we've got the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world and he looks like it, talks like it, walks like it, and my God, he fucking punches like it as well. Deontay Wilder will be arguing with you now, undisputed, unified. You can Listen, have unified. my boy Bellew's going to sort him out. <laughs> Don't worry about fucking Deontay Wilder. Hey, there's only one bomber in this game. <laughs> and he don't need a squad. 
This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, why did the boys not talk about the USB stick? Well, we're saving the USB stick because the USB stick is for this particular part of the show. Everybody who was watching any of the build-up last week know full well that Vladimir Klitschko brought out a USB stick to the final press conference and he said, on this, I have filled myself and I have made a prediction. I will tie it in my robe and somebody can buy it off us. Uh, and obviously all the money will go to his charity. Fantastic effort there, Vladimir. But he made a prediction um, of which is on that USB stick. And there's loads of theories going around now. What's on there? What's on? The, what, what has he predicted? Well, we got it. We've got the USB stick. Yep. We've got, a, we've got the USB stick. And I know that Vladimir was saying it's up to the person who obviously gets the USB stick. So whether they put it on social media and tell people what the crack is. We're going to release it. We're going to release that USB stick. Yeah. We're going to release the audio that is on that USB stick. So this is for you. Fight Disciples who have been with us on a journey over the last 14 months is an extra treat for you. This is a world exclusive. This is what was on Vladimir Klitschko's USB stick. Hello, it is Vladimir. I have big prediction for drama show on Saturday night in London. The winner will be Fight Disciples! Yak Shemesh! There you go, Vladimir then. <laughs> he knew. He knew what was going down. He was on the inside. He sure did. There you go. He he sure it wasn't did. nothing to do with the fight. He was saying who was going to win the sports award <laughs> at the podcast. There you Pass. go, man. There you go. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Vladimir, for predicting that. Um, for those. Um, that have just tuned in, and this is the first time that you've ever listened to us. Um, we've been going 14 months talking about various bits of uh, boxing, whether it be worldwide, British, um, and UFC as well. We do a oh, UFC yeah. show um, uh, on a Thursday for you. But over that 14-month period, we've been on a little bit of a journey, uh, making various shows, and on Saturday night, we were deemed the best sports show in the UK, according to the British Podcast Awards. Um, so thank you very much for all your well wishes. Um, I know that we got a little bit cocky on yeah. our uh, Instagram story saying, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers, to quote um, uh, Ned, Ned Diaz. Diaz. <clears throat> but we were. We were, we were, yeah. we were, we were extremely, extremely surprised. We, one, yeah. we were extremely surprised to be nominated in the first place. Yeah, because we never entered that award necessarily. We were kind of hoping we would get shortlisted for best new podcast That's in it. the UK. But they upgraded us to uh, best sport. They shortlisted with five others. Uh, and then we ended up winning it. So um, I suppose we need to obviously let people in on the inside of the actual story of of, of Saturday night. Yep. So we got ourselves in a bit of a predicament. Saturday night, obviously, is AJ Klitschko, Wembley, 90,000 people, the biggest fight that we'll probably ever see. Our sports awards. First time we've ever been nominated for a major award for this particular thing that we do on a day-to-day basis. Um, and therefore... It runs simultaneously with the AJ fight. AJ yep. is obviously ring walking at around about well, quarter we were, to ten. We were devastated when we found oh. out the rings walks were quarter to ten because it was like you know we we had hoped but we were all going to go mop handed to the award show. Yeah. And then as soon as they did the sports award trophy out to us, which we were you know quietly well we went we, we had no fucking idea but we were going to go we were going to hit the free bar we were going to pick up our award hopefully or we were going to be the winner and then we were going to exit out stage left straight on the tube straight in an Uber straight to Wembley. However. Then we find out quarter ten ring walks, one minute past ten fight starts. So we had to do scissor paper stone in the hotel room. <laughs> this is like two hours before the event starts. We do yeah. scissor paper stone, and um, the fox over here. And by the way, it was you that said, "Yeah, let's do scissor paper stone." Yeah. You, it was your idea. Yeah, it was. So I was thinking, "Fuck, I've never ever played scissor paper stone successfully." I've not got no track record of doing well in it. I, I think you worked you worked the system. Yeah, you played my head. I did. You knew I Tyson Fury you. That's you what knew I did. St- you did exactly, yeah. Fury you completely said, yeah. intimidated me, so you knew I was gonna go with paper before even I went with paper. But obviously, uh, you know... Scissors beats paper, and I obviously then get to go to the Klitsch You enter the fight, and mm. me and Mike, our producer, headed off to the uh, to the awards. And, you know, if we'd have... When, when we're at the awards, we get in there, free bar, fucking tremendous. Hang on a minute, we didn't know that it was a free bar. No, no, God, no, no. So we've rock, you, you two rock up with his awards, right? I've rocked up at Wembley. I'm in the yeah. press box. There's some shitty sandwiches and a cup of tea for me. I'm sat there waiting for uh, Scott Quigg and Luke Campbell yeah. to come out and do their thing on the undercard. Gets a message from him, right? Not a message, picture message, just ale everywhere. He's like going, <laughs> and it's free. I'm thinking, are you taking the piss? If this fight is shit, right, I'm going to be fuming, absolutely fuming. 
So you crack on, you're getting stuck yeah. into the free L, you're talking to all the other people. Chatting fellow. away. Scroobius was there, Scroobius Pip, Pip yeah, a yeah. mate of ours. Mm. So uh, yeah, we're having a chat with Scroobius. He's going to definitely said, get me on your UFC show anytime. So we'll definitely have him on in the future. Chatting away. And then it was like right into the main hall. I was like, oh, should we get a, should we take, should we see? Oh, oh, the free bar's closed, Mike. The free bar's closed. Oh no. So he heads into the main auditorium. Hey, there's another free bar. This time we're at, no Peronis. We're on the Budweiser's. Brilliant. Hooray. So we're on the ALA, then we see our, some of our friends from the Anfield Rap Podcast who record in the same uh, studios that we do. Those guys are, are phenomenal. They finished second in the viewers, listeners, or the listeners' choice award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which only beaten by the BBC, which only is unbelievable. unbelievable to those guys. Like, hats off to them. Then it comes to our award, and, you know, they're, uh, they're on stage and blah, blah, blah. And they say, right, we're going to announce a bronze, a silver, and a gold, which obviously is the winner. So they announced bronze. It's it's Graham Hunter, of course, you know, fucking veteran journalist and massively respected sports hack. Then they announced the the Wofford uh, fan football, club, football yeah. one, which which everyone is raving about in the industry. Everyone says is phenomenal. And it, to be honest, I'm like I'm standing there thinking, come on, just give us bronze. Fuck, silver, silver. Oh, I'm just thinking, yeah, silver, second best podcast in the UK, Wofford Hornets, whatever it was. And I was just like. And I looked at Mike and was like, fuck. Bear in mind, the Telegraph was nominated as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there was some a big ones of, in yeah, there. Yeah. There's some big ones already not, still not, left yeah, in, yeah, yeah. not even mentioned. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And then we just hear them mutter something, something along the lines of... These lads are punching above their weight. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, they're punching through stories or whatever it was. And for a split second in the back of, in my mind, I just thought, hey, is that us? And then when he just said Fight Disciples, the place just, well, it sounded like it exploded, but it was probably just me, Mike, and uh, and the lads from the Anfield Rap jumping around. But, uh, but let yeah, me, it was class. Let me pick it up from there, right? Because okay. I'm obviously trying to keep up to date with this on social media whilst I'm at Wembley. So yeah. I'm not there. You're doing your thing, enjoying yourself. So is this midway through Scott Quigg fight, is it? Or uh, Luke, Luke Campbell. Campbell. Luke Campbell, Dolly's Perez is going on. I'm flicking through, and then I see that we've won. So obviously I lose my shit in the, in the press box. Everybody's looking at me going, there's something happened in the fight. Nothing's happened in the fight. What the fuck is he losing his mind for? We're the best! <laughs> She's giving it the bit, giving it the big one. Anyway, that were it. Um, but then off off the back of that, I'm doing a bit of social media, getting people informed, receiving the messages, great stuff. I then keep up to date with our Instagram story, right? So we're, we're, I'm at Wembley doing Instagram. He's at the awards doing Instagram. And they're simultaneously going back and forth. If you've seen this, I apologise. But there's a moment on the Instagram story where I knew, right? I knew full fucking well, right? That it, one, he's had a skin full of ale. And two... <laughs> You can't shut him up. If you put a, if you put a microphone in his face, you cannot shut him up. So they're doing interviews backstage because they're making a radio show out yeah, of yeah. everything that's happening. So this young kid, he's doing the interviews of all the winners of the podcast awards, right? Nick goes backstage. The kid did not ask a question. <laughs> he did not even ask a question. He didn't. Nick, Nick just walked up towards him. All right, mate, this is the best day of my life. The guy's got the microphone in Nick's face. He's like, going, all right, mate, yeah, the best day of my life. Adam's not here. Mike's here. This is our producer here. Honestly, we want to thank our family, our friends. Thanks to my wife for looking after the kids while I go down to the studio. Honestly, mate, we're the best in the land. And the kids look, the kids looking at him going... <laughs> trying to put in for a question and it's going oh mate honestly we've come down we didn't even know that we'd get no honestly this is the best day ever this this is fantastic and there's free ale in there and everything <laughs> anyway there was then the, the next award was announced. The winners are waiting to come off stage for an interview. Nick's still being interviewed. <laughs> still there with still the microphone. giving the kid the full life story. The kid's there like going, right, mate, we're going to have to move you on a little bit. And he's going, yeah, Hello. this is great to meet you, lad. Nice one. Good interview, <laughs> lad. I'm like, what? Kid never said I'm a word. I'm watching the video of this because Mike sent me the video of it. I'm in tears. Look at him. Absolutely. <laughs> all over this kid. All over him. Oh, that was mental. Poor lad. Absolutely mental. Then, right? Then, AJ Klitschko lives up to the expectation. So I'm delighted. Yeah, yeah. I'm delighted. So we're too late at this point. So we come out and yeah. then we're about to leave. And and because like, right, okay, let's let's get there. Ring walks are on. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, fuck, let's Uber. How far is an Uber? Right, are we sorted? And then a girl come up to us from the award show and she went, right, you've you got to go back in now because you've won best sports show. So you're automatically nominated for best show overall. period, overall best winner. So I said to Mike, we're going to have to go back in. You know, uh, but we got, we got, don't get me wrong, we got back in there, a couple of fresh Budweiser's, obviously, <laughs> and we're just looking at the award. We're going, I don't, we don't really care no more. We're the best sports show, and that's all we came to do. Uh, but obviously, we're like, right, okay, clock is properly ticking now. AJ's got his gloves on. 
straight out of there, races around the corner, up by uh, up by Euston Station, and uh, we found a bar. So that was us then. We're in a bar. You're watching We've it. got the awards. Yeah, yeah. We've got a couple of fresh beers, and we're right in front of a jumbo screen. Right. So he's watching that. Sound. I'm watching that. AJ lives up to it. Great stuff. Now, obviously, there's bits and bats after the fight that I want to get for the show. However, he's nagging the living daylights out. He says, mate, right? <laughs> Bear in mind, he's been on the ale since about five o'clock, all free. Yeah? yeah, Mate, get yourself back into town. Come on. Come and join the party. We're absolutely... They're doing shots. They're in yeah, the strippers. Yeah. Well, we all sorts is going on. Every bar we went into, we put the trophy on the bar and go... Free shots! <laughs> Best sports podcast in the UK. We, des- we demand free shots. And it worked. It was good. So I'm thinking to myself, do I go to the press conference? Do I not go to the press conference? What do I do? So I'm watching AJ's. AJ's in the ring for about an hour after the fight finishes. Mm-hmm. He's having pictures taken with all his mates. I'm thinking, an hour? He's probably going to go and have a shower. He's going to do all the stuff backstage. We're talking 12, 1 o'clock in the morning before he even turns up to the press conference. Yeah. I was right, right? So Two got, it was. Two it was. So I go to the press conference. I speak to our guy at Matchroom. I said, what's the crack here, mate? Is it going to be forever? He goes, you're looking minimum an hour. And I went, fuck this shit. I'm gone, right? So this is what happened. As I'm walking out, sees Anthony Crawler. All right, Ant, how are you, mate? Bit of a handshake. He goes, oh, all right. Scott's in here. Scott Quigg was washing up, right? Finishing whatever he was doing. Yeah, yeah. So I goes into Scott Quigg's dressing room, gives him an high five, meets Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach. Now, there was other journals there talking to Freddie Roach about, obviously, Manny Pacquiao and various things like this. I said, all right, Freddie, how was Scott's chippy? (laughs) First question. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) So we had a little bit of a chat about mushy peas, as you do, back and forth. Scott's pissing himself, going as if you've just come in and asked him that. He's a Hall of Fame trainer. I said, he had fish and chips yeah, at your yeah. gaff, didn't he? Poor Jeff. That, that was your moment to ask him about Jeff Could have, as well. could have. No, went didn't. in on the mushy, mushy piece. So I'm having a chat with Freddie Roach, give him a high five, has a chat with Scott, congratulates him, has a little bit of a selfie. Right, lads, I'm off now. Why, you're not coming to press conference? No, mate, I've got to get back. We just won podcast award that you're on. Nice one, mate. Thanks for the retweet. See you in a bit. Bye. Bump. Off I go. Right? I'm legging it down Wembley Way. Gets to Wembley Way. Gets on the tube. Gets themselves back into town. I'm texting these lads. Where are you, boys? Oh, we're in such and such a bar. We've gone back to the... We're near the hotel now. We're in such and such... I'm dead excited. I'm thinking, right, let's get on the L. Gets myself back into where, where we were stopping, right? Right. Oh, uh, we've just come back to the room. Just come back to the room, right? That's what I got told. <laughs> I get back to the room, right? I'm greeted. There's pizza boxes all over the room. All over the room, yeah? Cans of Fosters. There's cans everywhere. Mike, to, to, to be fair to young Mike, he can hold his ale. He's just yeah, sat yeah. there. He's dressed normally as young Mike. He's waiting for me. He's sat on the end of his bed. He's like going, all right, mate, how are you? Yeah, 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 sound. I looks across at Nick's bed, right? He's got his boxes on and his shirt's half undone. He's got, he has got the trophy on his crotch and he's just looking at me going, mate, we won. And I went... What the fuck is going on? I said, it's half twelve, you peaked, you've gone. You've gassed out like AJ were gassing out. Pete, that was well gone. There was, was no second a- wind coming. Absolutely arsehole on the bed. There's pizza dripping off his face. He's like going, mate, we won. Here, do you want, do you want the trophy? And I went, not that, you've got your bollocks all over it. No, I don't want the trophy. Yeah, brilliant. So that was our night in a nutshell. That, that was it. So I sat there up. There was we... no big celebration, was there? No. Unfortunately. So I got Sorry back, I sat up, I had a couple of cans and went to bed. That was yeah. it. Brilliant. Listen, you had your award. You were there live. You were there live. I and went AJ's to the fight. broke through moment, yeah. So, tough. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Um, I know that I, I just touched upon uh, hanging out with Scott Quigg there after his fight. Um, the fight itself. Have you managed to catch up with any yes. of this? Yes. Yeah, I've watched the fight. Yeah, I've watched both Scott and Luke Campbell's fights, yeah. Because yeah. there was no way that you were actually watching them because you were that high on blooming uh, yeah. Peronis and Budweiser's and obviously the victory of uh, becoming the best sports podcast uh, in the UK. I know that you missed it first time around, so you've caught up with it. Yeah. VRL um, Simeon, what a tough little bastard he is. Not off. I'd tell you something. And what a good fighter he is, because early doors, I thought Scott were in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. First two rounds, I was a little bit taken aback by how yeah. good Simeon was, and I thought, bloody hell, Scott's got to wake up here and put his foot down a little bit, because this could be a little bit of a disaster. I thought he did. Yeah. At six, I had it near enough level, maybe one up to Simeon. Um, but I am biased, I'll give you that. Um, but then in the second half of the fight, he did put his foot down and he took a lot of punishment, the kid. I thought 117-111 yeah. was extremely unfair on him. Very much so, yeah. 115-113 um, was a lot more like it for me. Um, yeah. So the right man won at the end of the day, but I thought that, that, that wide those two wide scorecards were a little bit unfair uh, on the kid. I thought um, Simeon was great. I thought, To be honest, I thought both of them proved they've got great chins. Scott can take a whack. Oh, can't he just? Yeah. Can't he just? And but the, the alarming thing is, is that he was getting caught clean early yeah, doors. Yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. But the positive, 
He didn't budge. No. He stood up and kept coming. Exactly. And, you know, some sometimes it can take a while to gel with a new coach as well. Listen, mm. I know Freddie Roach has forgotten more than most know, but, you know, it, it, can take a, it can take time to gel. And the fact that Freddie has spoken so highly about Scott Quigg means that they're obviously enjoying working together. It's just going to take a little bit of time, that's all. And I just think Scott <clears throat> probably took a few ma- too many digs than what he expected to. Yeah. But once again, he proved that he's he's he's, he's battle hardened and he's a tough kid and he can come through anything. And you know, it sets up an amazing fight with Lee Selby. But it kind of makes Selby's performance against Simeon stand out a little bit. You know, I think I think we're going to have to see Scott come up another level. Yeah. To beat Lee Selby. I think well, exactly that. And I don't, I don't think either of us are going to con. Um, people that listen to the show by saying, "Oh, Scott's going to do uh, Lee Selby." No, there's a possibility. Not that with he a can. performance like that on no. Saturday. I, he doesn't beat Lee Selby Saturday night. I'm sorry. No, he doesn't. Lee Selby is a far better technician, mm-hmm. beautiful boxer. The one thing that I will take from that fight, though, is this: Lee Selby for me isn't the most powerful of punchers. No, he's a brilliant boxer, back foot, front foot, side where you name it, he can he can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, because he's not such a great puncher. And we've just seen Scott take a hell of a lot of punishment and be able to walk through a lot of that punishment. That could be a viable tactic for Scott Quigg to yeah. take on walk Lee Selby. As in, walk him down. Be prepared to take some because you're going to take some against Lee Selby. Yeah. Walk him down. Scott's conditioning is fantastic. Yeah. Try and, try makes, and out-gas Make Selby f- fight at a pace that he doesn't want to fight Try and at. out-gas him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly that. And that, for me, that's the only way that he would right now, challenge yeah. Lee Selby. Yeah, right now. But, you know, it's interesting. Listen, Freddie Roach is no mug. You know, Freddie, oh, no, Freddie no, no, Roach no. wouldn't have taken Scott Quigg on if he didn't think he could improve Scott Quigg. And I think we we will see a massive improvement next fight. I'll be honest, I don't think Scott fights Lee Selby next. I think we could see Scott have another fight first. I think yeah. we could see him have another fight just to get that relationship going with Freddie and just to get... Maybe in the States. Uh, 100% it probably will be Somebody's in the Somebody's undercard over there. Yeah, it probably will be in the States, yeah. Um... So you know, I just don't think there's any massive rush at the moment. If we, if we, speaking from Camp Quig, there's no rush to put him in with Selby from that performance on Saturday. Plus, you'd want a proper camp for that, and obviously, yeah, yeah. Freddie's got other irons in the fire with Manny. Yeah, he's off to Australia now for a bit of Jeff Rowe. You know what I mean? He'll be enjoying himself Big down Jeff. there. Mm. We love um, Jeff. Miguel's obviously going to be sorting his fight out at some point, isn't yeah. it? Um, so that's that camp. So it does put Scott on the back burner. If you're going to prepare for Lee Selby, you yeah. want 100% attention. You don't want to be a bit, a bit part player. Of course, yeah. So we, what you'll probably see now is Scott will come back to the UK with a thought and have a couple of weeks off and, and chill out here and then go back over to the States. And he may well catch the tail end of Pacquiao's training camp for, for Jeff Horn mm. and do a little bit of sharpening with Manny there, just help Manny get, get Manny where he needs to be and then push on. Because he'll have that little bit of speed, you see, because of a size difference. He'll have a little bit of speed on money. So, mm. I don't know, you know, I'm speculating, obviously, but I just don't think right now, uh, it was great to see Scott come back. It was great to see him dig deep the way good he did and, and turn out. It was a, a great really fight. good fight. A great fight. One thing that I did take from it as well is, that, and again, this is the power of AJ. So, 90,000 people, the crowd was filling up at this particular point because mm-hmm. it was the last fight before the ring walked for Coleman, AJ. Yeah. They, they got rid of all the floaters. Uh, I felt sorry for Josh Kelly. He didn't get a fight on uh, Lawrence O'Call. He didn't get a, f- yeah, so. a fight on because Scott finished it around about 25 past nine. Yeah. And because of the HBO and the license and all that type of stuff, they thought, sack it, let's just get the fight on, let's do it. Uh, but one thing that I did know, it was a great fight. I sat there and I was captivated by it, um, mainly because of my interest in Scott Quick. But I thought Simeon was brilliant as well. Yeah. And it was a really good fight to watch. But other people were coming in and getting into it, you mean? No, oh. nobody was interested. You're joking. That is the demographic that AJ attracts. Hell. He is... He is already he's a, transcended. He's a one-man pay-per-view. He's already transcended the sport. There's people there, all different demographics, on the tube on the way back to meet you guys when you fucking blew me out and fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, there were people in their 60s, on their own, females, just sat there, AJ t-shirts on. There were young groups of girls, young groups of lads, older groups of lads. You name it, any demographic, they were at that fight. Wow. He is transcending the sport. And when you've got a fantastic, fantastic fight on in front of your eyes, nobody's interested. Yeah, yeah. They're interested in AJ. Of course. And that is like printing cash. Of course it is, Absolutely yeah. like printing cash. One thing, another thing that they weren't interested in um, was the Luke Campbell fight. Again, another fight for me that started a little bit cagey, I'll be honest with you, because we were used to Dali's Perez. We saw him in Manchester against Anthony. We saw what yeah. happened there where saw he gassed out and Anthony did yeah, his thing. Yeah. Um, but then... What you've um, what you've got to look at regarding the the way that Luke found his feet and got himself into that fight 
I've got to give him a massive tick because he yeah, started yeah. quite cagey. I thought Dolly's prayers were up. And then all of a sudden, I think Luke hit him with a lovely looping uh, left. And from that point in the fourth round, I don't think he ever looked back. And obviously, we know how it finished. Dolly's Perez injured himself and ended up pulling out the fight, I think, in the ninth round. Yeah. But from the fourth through to the ninth, I thought uh, Luke Campbell looked sweet as a nut. He looked great. Yeah, he broke his heart, didn't he? That's why. That's what happened there. He broke his heart. I think uh, Perez was surprised how good a start he had. And I think when he got caught with that left hand and then when, as you say, Luke just stepped up a gear and he wasn't able to to match that gear, I think then we, we could see the right was on the wall a little bit. But listen, that's a big performance against Perez. Like we've seen Perez fight Anthony twice in Manchester. We know what the kid's all about. We know he's tough. Uh, and we know he's a gatekeeper to a world title shot. And um, Linares was there. Linares, and, and as I mentioned what, earlier what on. fight that would be. As I mentioned earlier on, Anthony was there as well. Yeah. What a fight that would be. Uh, do you know what? I think Crawler next for Luke Campbell would be a great fight. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it would be an absolutely brilliant fight. Listen, there's there's no rush for someone of Luke Campbell's. I know he's 29, but he's still, you know, relatively finding his feet in the pro game, I think. You know, he's looking great. He's looking strong with every fight. I just don't need to think there's anything. There's, there's no loss in going in against Anthony Crawler and getting a big performance there before then jumping in against with the Mikey Garcias or the Jorge Linares of this world. Do you know what I mean? I think a, a fight against Crawler would be perfect for Luke Campbell next. And don't get me wrong, Anthony Crawler would be perfect for Anthony Crawler as well because you win a fight like that, then you're the one that's straight back in the wicks at world title level as well. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, fear not. I know that there were other fights on uh, the card at the weekend, uh, none more so than Katie Taylor, who mm-hmm. won her first professional uh, title. Yep. Um, well done to her. We are going to speak about it, but we're going to speak about it on our other show. The reason why we're going to speak about it on our Radio City show, if you've not already heard it, is that uh, we've got Natasha Jonas as an in-studio guest. Now, Natasha, obviously, was the first, the first lady to one qualify for... Uh, uh, the Olympics and two to then fight at the Olympics at London 2012. And of course, at London 2012, who did she meet? She met Katie Taylor. Mm-hmm. Katie Taylor came out on top that time, but Tash has now turned professional. And if you want to hear what she's got to say on her own career and her own ambitions, and of course, every man and his dog asking her about when you're going to fight Katie Taylor, uh, then make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can do that via iTunes or you can just go to our website, fightdisciples.com or Radio City Talk Show. Uh, from Tuesday night. He's there for you now. You can have a little bit of a listen. That one concentrates on the Merseyside boxing scene, Tasha being a scouser herself, but we'll talk about uh, Katie Taylor in that too. Um, And also, you'll be thinking to yourself, hang on a minute, all you've done is talk about AJ. There's a massive fight this weekend, you bloody casuals. 100% people are shouting that at us right at this moment in time. 100%. Listen, we know that Canelo and Chavez Jr. is on this weekend. But we believe that it deserves its own show. We don't want to just forge it all together and say, hey, and do us a little bit of a bit part thing at the bottom end of the story to say, there's a couple of Mexicans going to twat the shit out of each other at the weekend. <laughs> we don't want that. We want you to enjoy it. We're going to do a special show for you on Friday. Oh, we're good. That's what we're going this to is, do. This is why we're the best sports podcast in the UK. It, because we can do what the fuck we want. <laughs> so make sure you subscribe, okay? Fightdisciple.com, hit subscribe. Um, and as well as, obviously, this show that you're listening to right now, you'll get a UFC show tomorrow, and then on Friday we're going to do a special, Canelo versus Chavez Jr. We're going to be taking a little bit of a look back at some of those fantastic Mexican, all Mexican clashes. We're going to have a look at some of our favourite Mexican fighters and obviously get a little bit giddy about this particular uh, barnstormer. Because let's be honest, what a treat we have had now. Last weekend, AJ Klitschko, it lived up to expectation, exceeded expectation. It went crazy. This one... We're expecting it to be a firestorm. We're expecting yeah, yeah. it to be crazy. because Mexican there's Mexican pride, man. That's it. There's Mexican pride on the line. We're expecting them to just stand in the middle, put a phone box around them and just belt the living daylights out of each other. That is what we're expecting. It'll be a damp squib now and be really shit. Yeah, but yeah. we're going to do we're a We're going to get excited about it anyway for Absolutely. Friday. We're going to do a special show for you on Friday. So make sure you subscribe to us, okay? Um, you can um, join our conversation on a day-to-day basis as we uh, do a few memes to celebrate AJ's victory at the weekend. Today's is a cracker regarding Carl Froch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Carl Froch and AJ had a nice little uh, picture ringside and I, and, uh, I think they were counting heads I think Carl just wanted to confirm that there were 90,000 90, in there yeah. rather than 80,000 yeah. um, so you can join us on Facebook Twitter Instagram at Fight Disciples is the handle we are there for the daily conversation make sure you come and join us hit subscribe on our website and you'll never miss out on any of this award winning yes. content gotta squeeze it in haven't we we'll catch you next time 
listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.